0: Alright, this is uh, Reading Aloud again. Still on We Exist, but this time it's the book Imagine, which is... Oh yeah, I started over again to, like, yeah. have, like, because I'm better at reading. Yeah, yeah. I figure I could put this out. Yeah. So, um, but to the people at home listening to this and whatnot, We Exist has a, like, a micro book inside of it called Imagine, which I released on my mother's birthday in 2016, because I wanted something out there, because I wanted to say, hey, I'm also a writer and I was tired and bored. So, of just writing in general. Anyways, um, so this is volume zero, Imagine. Imagine. Logic, ah, fuck. There. Logic Logic will get you from A to B. Imagination will take you everywhere. Albert Einstein. Let's be honest. We have no clue how we actually arrived on this planet. And by we, I mean every last being that has ever existed from the beginning of Earth to right now and into the future. We have no clue. All we have are the guesses that hover over us as the truth. From the Big Bang Theory to religious gods and deities, we've convinced ourselves that we know who we are and where we come from. Hell, we've even convinced ourselves that when we shiver loose this mortal coil, we either go up or go into the ground, or float up to some magical city in the sky. Again, let's be honest with one another. We may think we know what happens when we die, but in reality we have no clue. Or after we die, but in reality we have no clue. Hold on a second. Do you mind if I turn off this light? It's reflecting hard. Let's start that again. Again, let's be honest with one another. We ha- we may think we know what happens after we die, but in reality we have no clue. All we have are theories, some based on scientific exploration, others based on belief and faith, neither of which are based on actual truth. That's because the only thing that is true is that we have absolutely no clue how we got here or what actually happens after we die. Therefore, with that being said, Why should we allow ourselves to get stuck inside certain concepts and ideas when absolutely anything is possible? A life-changing epiphany. Every theory has its origin story. This is mine. Since the age of a toddler, my life has been rich with spiritual experiences all the way from being Catholic to Mormon to the New Age movement as well as numerous fields of science with a particular interest in quantum physics and astronomy. At least back in the day. I don't really follow those stuff too much anymore. Um, I just understand it. And other ideologies and theologies. However, with everything I experienced, nothing answered the question of why why we are here. At least not to my satisfaction. It wasn't until one night when I was sitting on my couch, zoned out on a few grams of psilocybin mushrooms, that it all came together. A life-changing epiphany. Just not my own. Now, for those that have yet to try mushrooms, although I think everyone should use them at least once, if it's not your cup of tea, I completely understand. However, please save your judgment until after you've read this entire series, or at least experienced it, as a lot of its backbone is based on a few life-changing psychedelic trips. And so there I was, zoned out on the couch, listening to some chill step when a friend of mine, also on a couple grams themselves, looked at me, held their head in the shape of a triangle, and said, I know why they do this now. This of course was after a major spiritual breakthrough that they had just gone through. They went to they went on to explain that the triangle is a representation of God, the Creator, but not the Christian God more like source energy of the New Age movement. They said that whenever you see people holding up a triangle sign, it is done as a thank you to the creator of everything. They, th- they further explained that our purpose on this planet is to create, and that is why those who take creating seriously end up being quite well off, mainly because they pay homage to it that gave them life. They also said that there is no real bias towards creation, and thus It is also why the business of war has always been so successful, and continual. This eventually led to a pretty big revelation, that for the most part, God is way too busy creating to worry about the seven billion different children it left behind. Now, I fully understand if this triggers a sore spot within those that believe God, the creator source, is benevolent, however, is it not possible that it, God, the creator source, is both equally malevolent and benevolent, thus making it neutral at rest. In almost all religions and mythologies, rarely is a god ever solely good or solely evil. They are usually weighted equally with both parts, kind of like a yin-yang symbol. Thus, at least at the time of this discovery, it was my contention that all god source the creator actually cares about is its next creation. As for those wondering why this is, perhaps some perspective on the scope of all creation will give you a better idea. Grains of Creation Let's start with what is currently accepted on this planet. Although there, is, there isn't substantial enough evidence that intelligent life exists anywhere beyond planet Earth, that hasn't stopped people from believing there is. If that's the case, then perhaps the next logical question would be, where do they come from? Because the majority of people think conventionally, I can only assume that they believe these beings exist solely in our universe. But what if that's not the case? What if there's more to creation than we can ever imagine? And what if our universe is just one of in a sea of other universes, or in scientific terms, a multiverse. And although it may sound impossible, this hypothesis is backed by the likes of Stephen Hawking, Neil deGrasse Tyson, and numerous other leading scientists of our day. And if, by the way, um, you can research who else is up there, I just didn't recognize their names because I don't follow along with these um, scientific celebrities. And if they can believe in the possibility of multiple universes, then perhaps there is something more to it. And if that's the case, is it not possible that our current universe is simply a grain of sand amongst other grains of sand on a beach? And that's only the tip of the iceberg. And although I don't have any formal proof of the following... From all the information I've received on this journey, I don't believe that the creation train stops there. To fully appreciate the amount of creation at our disposal, we'll need to tap into our imaginations and our ability to accept. To start with, let's combine all grains of sand in the world into one giant expansive beach, or multiverse. Now, consider this. As impressive as the massive beach, or multiverse, may be, it is quite possible that this beach only makes up a fraction less than 1% of all creation. Think about that. Think about how big we think our universe is. Now, think about how big the multiverse could be, and now take into consideration that the multiverse, all universes combined, is less than 1% of all creation. Perhaps that gives a little more perspective into what I'm talking about, or at least what I've come to understand. And as for those who solely believe our universe is the end of the line, no offense, but perhaps it's time to start thinking outside the box. As I said above, we are never going to evolve beyond our current state if we don't start taking possibilities, even the more far out ones, seriously. Just a thought. But what is reality? And just because you can't imagine them doesn't mean these other creations don't actually exist. And I'm not just talking about the multiverse, but everything beyond that, as well. With that also comes the possibility that some of us, yes, some of the very beings on this planet, meaning our spirit, what makes us us, comes from places beyond this universe, as well as the multiverse. I know it sounds crazy, but this is what I mean by anything is possible. Yet, instead of looking towards what's possible, for some strange reason, we do our best to debunk everything that comes our way. Yes, I have zero tangible evidence that we aren't the only intelligent life in all of existence, or that our universe isn't the only universe in all creation. <clears throat> However, why should that stop us from expo- Why should that stop us from exploring beyond our current societal beliefs? What is the harm of discovering that there is more to our reality? than what the five senses provide for us? And has it not been shown, at least by now, that these senses aren't actually real, but are simply illusions, mere electrical signals decoded by the brain to tell us what's going on? Yet, because we've bought into the idea that they are real, we also allow them to dictate our reality, which we believe to be our actual reality. Or dictate our external reality, which we believe to be our actual reality. In understanding that, a good question would be, why do they? Why do we allow our fi- uh, the five? Se- In understanding that, perhaps a good question would be, why do we allow the five senses to dictate our reality? Unfortunately, my answer may be one. Here, one. I just want to rush through this shit. Hold on. I know. Unfortunately, my answer may not be one you're willing to hear, let alone comprehend, until later in this series. And although I do understand the inherent slippery slope that anything is possible entails, it has also allowed me, on a much deeper level, to understand why our spirits have been anchored to this planet for so very long. You see, the five senses are controlled by a power so under the radar that upon mentioning its name you probably won't believe me. It is this power that also controls our current state of reality, one that focuses our attention on proof instead of possibilities, a power so manipulative that it can even convince us that when extraterrestrials visit, it is nothing more than a hoax. It, also, it has also convinced us that it is a lot less powerful than it actually is, and boy is it ever powerful. This power I'm talking about is none other than the ego. Now, keep this in mind, I wrote this book back around, like this part of the book back in 2015, and it is now 2019, and this is, the concept of ego has evolved greatly within me, which I plan to expand upon in the further volumes of this so keep in mind that this is really just a base level understand, like a new base level understanding of what ego is, and then as I go forward, this concept will change or at least be added upon as we go. Okay, <clears throat> on the brink of Kuroshi. Now, I'm not talking about the same definition of ego that Freud used in the 1920s. Personally, I think Freud dropped the ball when it comes to describing the overall power of the ego. But perhaps that's not entirely his fault. Just like those who refuse to accept anything, no matter the material, perhaps the ego only allowed Freud to discover a minuscule amount of its true potential, keeping the rest hidden from thought and therefore never allowing him to know of its actual purpose. Also, I don't expect you to comprehend or accept everything that I'm talking about. That is, until after you read the section on the ego in volume 2 to create, which is now turned into something much bigger than that, which I'll explain in another episode on probably a different show. After that, the choice is yours. Do you take back control of your life or leave it in the hands of the ego? Of course, there is more to the ego story than one of control. In the beginning, during our planet's first inaugural seeding, the initial job of the ego was to keep each and every spirit grounded on the planet. Or at least to the planet. It was a simple job. All it had to do was stop any spirit from remembering where it came from, thus keeping it from wanting to return home, i.e. back to Source. Now, for those wondering why a spirit would want to return home in the first place, think about the last time you were on a drawn-out vacation. For me, and hopefully the same goes for you, no matter where I am, there has always been a breaking point where I become homesick and just want to return home. Maybe the same can be said for, about our spirits. Perhaps if they truly knew and understood where they came from, they'd also want to return home. Lastly. For those wondering why, the init- why we initially ended up on this planet, perhaps the answer can be found, yeah, in the Japanese term kuroshi, which literally literally translates to death from overwork. But how can a spirit become overworked? Perhaps this is best answered by using an example from the New Age movement. In the New Age movement. There is a belief that we, all of us, are one and that we, all of us, stem from source and go back there when we die. And although I don't necessarily align with every belief in New Age dogma, the above is definitely something that resonates with me. That's because we, all of us, whether we are ready to accept it or not, are part of one giant creating machine, i.e. the grand designer. And if you think about it, What happens to our machines on the planet um, if they run 24-7, 365? Especially without any form of proper maintenance, perhaps this starts to paint a clearer picture as to why our spirits, um, parts of the machine above, need to rest and receive maintenance. Maybe it's best to think about it from a different perspective. What do you think happens if Source suffers a case of Kuroshi? If it dies, what happens to our spirits? What happens to us? Thus, the importance uh, for us to rest as much as possible while we are on this planet. From protection to control. Unfortunately, at least in the case of the ego, our spirits have made its job very difficult. Think about it. Since the beginning of recorded history and beyond, our biggest quest as a general populace, hasn't been to explore the terrain on this planet, nor has it been to explore the space above it. Although those pursuits are still very important to us, one quest for the most part has consumed a majority of lives probably since the beginning of time, our creation. Christians have their belief, God, as do scientists, the Big Bang, even atheists have created their own God, a flying spaghetti monster, which they use to mock those of the Christian faith. New Agers believe in source, while Muslims have Allah, there's also Buddha and Krishna, as well as numerous other Hindu deities, and that only covers covers modern day faiths. Almost every civilization, recorded or not, have sought the true nature of creation. The Greeks, Greeks believed man was created from clay, molded by Prometheus and brought to life by Zeus, The same can be said about the Romans, except for um, with different names. The Egyptians also had several gods, as did the Aztecs, as well as numerous other civilizations throughout history. Therefore, it is my guess from the moment the first spirit landed on this planet, the insatiable quest about creation began, only to be convoluted by stories created by the ego. And because our earlier ancestors couldn't just rest, mainly because they had to know where we came from. The ego was placed in a very precarious position. It either had to inform us of our origin, and perhaps we'd stay, um, or clamp down and create new jobs, i.e. programs for itself to keep us grounded. Fortunately, over time, the latter went out. Therefore, Because of our insatiable lust to know where we come from, the ego upped its game. It basically had to. And because the creator was too busy creating, the ego was left to its own devices. Thus, as we climbed higher and higher towards the answers of our origins, the ego did the only thing it could do. It began to control us both internally and externally. Thus, over time... It began to turn one against the other, as well as one against themselves, and so on. In short, the ego was the ego was the originator of conflict on our planet. Now, because of this newfound conflict, a new virus known to New Agers and other religious sects as karma began to spread amongst the spirits. A virus so awful it keeps spirits reincarnating lifetime after lifetime. Perhaps this is the main reason our planet is in dire need of population control. Nevertheless, with this new virus, spirits were now unclean and therefore could not return back to the creator above. Trapped on this planet, anchored not only by the ego, but also by this new virus, i.e. karma, these spirits needed a new place to go when they time finally ran out. Hence the creation of alternate earths, each layered one on top of the other. It would be on these earths that any infected spirits would be held. Furthermore, these new earths would also be used to rehabilitate any and all tainted spirits, hoping to clear away their karma. If successful, It would allow these newly cleaned spirits to return back to the Creator, therefore allowing them to help the great machine continue its arduous task of creating. However, for a lot of people, um, accepting the possibility of alternate earths is a difficult one. Unfortunately, due to science, including atheism, or religion, including the New Age movement, most people either get caught up in the details, or stop by beliefs. Therefore, our need to, for truth takes o- our need for imagine. Therefore, our need for truth overtakes our need for imagination, which is exactly what the Earth is calling for right now: good, strong imaginations. For it is within our, our imaginations that we will find the answers needed to understand who we are how we got here why we are here and where we go when we die unfortunately for the most part our imaginations are usually beaten out of us by the time we hit middle school if not before and replaced by an unwavering desire for facts and logic and although everything left un uh, and although it is important to question everything left unmatched that mindset also hinders us from evolving beyond the advanced ape we are believed to be. Believe what you want, but it, it, it is those that can tap into their imaginations that will create the landscapes of the future, in both mental and physical realms, which will eventually include jumping back and forth between these alternate earths without the need to die first, and so much more. One second. needed hiking boots for the mind. It is also our imaginations that allow us to tap into our third purpose on the planet, to explore. To me, this is very similar to the New Age belief that our spirit comes here to learn, yet there is a couple differences. However, before addressing those differences, I will say this. It is possible that our actual and only purpose on this planet is to mine data and send it back to source. However, The scope of that discussion is far beyond the information in this volume and therefore will require its own, I guess, book or series or whatever it is um, of its own. As for the differences between exploring my version to the New Age belief of learning, the first and major one is to seek and find what, if anything, is beyond God, the Creator, Source. And although a majority of people already have a fixed belief that God is at the end of the rainbow, if we are in fact the creation of God, is it not possible that it is the creation of something or some other higher power? And if that's the case, don't you think we owe it to ourselves to seek out the answer? Of course, even if one were to find evidence of God's creation, The next step is near impossible, convincing others to believe it. The next difference deals with light. More often than not, when talking with a new ager, they'll say it's all about holding a frequency of light and love. And although I agree that staying positive is important, we also live on a planet whose cosmic laws are based on duality. For those unsure of what duality actually means, duality is defined as an instance of opposition contrast between two concepts of two or two aspects of something. something. Balance is key. Which is why I consistently refer to the yin-yang symbol as it's the perfect representation of balance. Half black, half white, with a little of each shade in the other. Therefore, in order to live a balanced life on this planet, we need to explore both the darkness and the light, as well as And this is probably the hardest concept for people to accept understand how each is necessary however like almost anything unknown we will never fully understand the importance of the darkness which includes the darkness above us until we first explore it and i mean fully explore it thus although light and love have their place so does darkness and fear and just so we're on the same page While New Agers believe that light is solely comprised of love and vice versa, therefore rendering darkness synonymous with fear, it is simply not the case. In order for both light and darkness to be balanced, both need to share an equal amount of love and fear within them. Thus, once again, the importance of exploring the two, the darkness and the light. As for the reason I think New Age beliefs and my thoughts are similar, is that through exploration comes an opportunity to learn. At least that's my experience, especially, especially. At least that's my experience, especially when these explorations are done in an objective manner. Unfortunately, and this is just my experience with the New Age movement, as well as some of its followers, it seems the movement's belief. Beliefs limit their ability to explore therefore limiting the overall information they can consume and learn. That's why, at least for this book, our spirit's purpose on this planet isn't necessarily to learn, but to explore. In the end, the choice is ours. However, it is practically meaningless for anyone to go on a non-five-sense-related exploration unless they have an exploratory imagination which, unfortunately, is a rare quality in today's world. For it is within our imaginations that answers beyond our physical realm become readily available. Unfortunately, because they, our imaginations, have basically been eradicated or extracted out of us, it is hard to see the validity in using them to seek truth. And I completely understand this difficulty as it would seem like I'm asking you to believe in Santa Claus once again. But that's not the case. What I'm talking about is honing our imaginations as skills and abilities, much like the ability to read and write and add up numbers. I am certain that if we can learn to develop our imaginations, they will help unlock a majority of mysteries that have kept us from evolving spiritually for millennia. Unfortunately. That will never happen unless we first allow ourselves to explore beyond our, our current beliefs, st- our, our current belief structures, and learn as well as accept that. I'm sorry, guys, I'm getting tired. Unfortunately, that will never happen unless we first allow ourselves to explore beyond our current belief structures and learn as well as accept what is actually going on and as we allow our imaginations to grow and we gain more and more answers to the questions of who we are, how we got here, why we are here, and where we go when we die, we'll also learn how to take control of our lives back from the ego. Once we do that, I'm certain we'll see a major shift in our consciousness, therefore allowing us to manifest a better, more peaceful humanity, a civilization based on our three purposes to rest, to create and to explore, rather than our current state of dis-ease and fear. In the end, it comes down to choice. Not only the choice to continue reading this book, but the choice of how to digest the information provided within. In fact, our lives evolve around the choices we make. From every step we take to every word we say, we make choices, and it is within these choices these sometimes simple yeses or nos that our realities are created. For the most part, we can make any choice we want, except for the one, or except for one, the choice not to create. In fact, the only way to stop creating, at least on this planet, is to die, which I don't recommend anyone pursue. Instead, maybe it's time we take control over the ego, or, from what I've learned now, work with it to engage our imaginations and create the future we all desire, one of peace, love, and freedom. At least that's the future I imagine we can create. How about you? All right, good. We is done. I'm going to get into about the author next time, which will more than likely be a two-parter because it is a long, long-ass chapter. Um. Oh, I just stopped it, I think. But well, maybe not. No, it's still going. That's dope. All right, well, that's it. Um, see you next time. Peace.